Day. Boo. <laughs> this is two girls, two one, girls ghost. one ghost. We are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. Hi. And I am Sabrina. Yes, you the are. The one who booed in the beginning of this episode. Not because we're bad, but because I'm a ghost. Boo. <laughs> Boo, we said. If you think if you think we're bad, like fine. Listen yeah. to something else. We didn't That's the thing I don't get. You. If you don't like it. Move on. Yeah. I'm not tying you to a chair and forcing you to listen like a psychological warfare type of technique. That's the first thing that comes to your mind, tying someone to a tree. Well, I said chair, but. Well, I autocorrected. (laughs) First thing that comes to your mind, apparently, is tying someone to a tree. I blame the MFM episode. They just talked about that in one of their Mm. stories. But should we get to ours? Let's get to ours. So this is an Encounters episode. This is where you guys email us. Uh, your real life experiences or your friends, your moms, your dads, someone's real life experiences with the paranormal. And we pick them and we read them. Read them right back to you. It's a cycle. So we're going to do it. What'd you pick this week? Tis the season for Halloween and fall festivals and activities. And this past weekend, I went to Connor's Farm over in like Danvers, Massachusetts, or somewhere that starts with a D, <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> and it was amazingly fun. And we went in a corn Your maze. Your Instagram photo was very cute. And I noticed Thanks. I noticed something that our ghost recently has been commenting on your Instagram photos. The ghost is all over my Instagram account. <laughs> and pretty soon, I'm sure he'll be on yours. Too. We'll see. Okay. But this is a corn maze haunting. Ooh. Hello. Love the podcast. I started listening to it about two weeks ago and I'm almost caught Damn. up. My name is Jacob and I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. In 2010, I was going to school in Logan at Utah State University and had a couple crazy things happen. In September of 2010, a friend and I decided to go out to a local corn maze for their opening night. It had rained all day, so when we got there, it was empty, and the woman who owned the maze, or owns the maze, let me know that they were dead because of the mud, but that didn't stop us. We decided to go ahead and enter the corn maze. The woman and her husband let us know that they would be closing in an hour and we would need to listen for the horn to let us know that they were closed and to stay in our spot and shout until they were able to get us and walk us Oh my us god, out. wait, that's so scary. Also, that means that the people who own corn mazes basically like have it memorized and can just like like a little rat find you an exit yeah it kind of makes me think of hunger games though like being in a corn maze and then you hear the horn and that's how you know you won and then they'll come and find you and take you out of the corn maze or it's just panic inducing because what if you wait for too long and then they forgot you and then all of a sudden the wolves come and eat you it's scary either way as we were walking through the corn maze my friend started taking photos and accidentally took a couple in a row and then we got out of the maze and we went home to wash our shoes and as we were waiting we were looking at all of the photos that we took throughout the day and came across three photos in a row one photo had a misty figure in it that was not in the other two photos that were taken after we captured the photo we started having strange things happen my closet door would open while i was away from my dorm room and i had a private room and my tv would turn on randomly And her radio would randomly turn on. But a few weeks later, she had an accident and her car was totaled. This was in the area of the corn maze. 
She ended up leaving school and moving back home in with her parents. After she moved back home, we went to a psychic who told us that we had something that was attached to me. And she asked if I had any trouble with my left ear, to which I replied, no. The following year, my roommate, my roommates and I planned to go to the opening of a haunted amusement park that we have called Frightmares. That sounds, that sounds awesome. like so much fun. So the night before, we drove an hour and a half to Salt Lake to get a cooler and picnic items for the next day. As we were going back to campus, my roommate lost control of the car after dozing off, and we totaled the car. My ear was taken off in the accident, but luckily we were able to recover from the accident, and they were able to reattach my ear. Whoa. As I was showing my friend who was in the first accident the photos from the crash I was in, we looked at the dates on my phone. The accident occurred exactly one year from her accident. And happened on the same road as hers. way. I left school that year and I felt a heavy presence lift from my surroundings and my depression improved within a couple days. I've attached the photo to this email. I'm sorry it's such a long story, but I felt like this was a scary experience that I will never forget. Thank you for creating an amazing podcast and getting me through long drives. You two are the best, Jacob. Holy bananas. This is... So crazy. I just want to know more about that land that the corn maze is on and if the owners know anything about this. I know. Like, what, does anything happen to them? Because, like, have they ever experienced anything? Maybe malfunctions with uh, their tractors or, like, literally a presence in the home. Ugh. And it's a scared. dark entity to be causing these horrible crashes and it seems angry yeah. and it attached to these people because they took a photo of it. I know. I know. And he has the photo. He attached it. You have to kind of look sideways because it's taken at a slant. But if you look sideways. Do I turn? It looks like a man. Oh, Tilt your head to the to left. left. So oh, my God. The wait, corn it does. are like <gasps> you're looking at it straight on. Oh, my God. Wait, it kind of looks like a clown. Oh, I guess. Because it kind of, the, the hair. hair. And like the nose. It looks angry. Let's click out of yeah, it. Let's not look at it anymore. Oh, my gosh. But how wild. And so, like, thank goodness they didn't see it until after when looking back at the photos because i would have if you're in a corn maze and you see that and you're all alone like it's one thing if you're there at night and everyone's walking around with their flashlights and whatnot but like they were by themselves and it also makes me wonder if this was a haunted corn maze or if this was just a corn maze and it happened to be haunted i wonder because the couple sat it sounded like they were like no one's here because of the mud but like when you hear the horn we'll come and get you so you would think sounds just it's like just a normal, normal corn maze, right? Yeah, but it's haunted without the without the characters because it has ghosts. Okay, wow. what do you have for us? This is from Sarah. It's a little bit more lighthearted. And this set, her subject line is "Ugh, great grandma's at it again." Hey, you two! I was listening to your recent encounters episode, and I have a family ghost story for you. My mother and my great-grandmother, I'm going to call her Gigi because I'm lazy about typing, were very close, especially when my mom was growing up. Gigi passed away before I was born, and I never had the chance to meet her. My mom always recalls trips or visits with Gigi and great-grandpa and and how Gigi was always up at the crack of dawn, sitting in her chair, all dressed up and ready for the day with her purse in her lap. It reminds me of my grandma who'd always be like, I'm naked without my lipstick. Gotta put your face yeah, on. Yeah, well, miss her. Um, fast forward several years to Thanksgiving around 2000 when my immediate family and my grandma were all in attendance. My mom kept smiling at the empty chair beside me and I thought she just had a little bit too much mold wine. 
Nope. She was seeing my great-grandma, and Gigi was just checking in on the family and enjoying the time together. My mom can see her, but not any other spirits. A couple years later, my mom woke up sweating to see Gigi in the chair next to my parents' bed, and she, she just kept saying, Josh, Josh. My brother Josh was currently serving in Afghanistan at that time, and we hadn't heard from him in about a month. Later that morning, we received a phone call that my brother had been shot and was recuperating. Oh my gosh. A couple years after that, when I was at college, my mom woke up again in the middle of the night with Gigi sitting in the chair saying, Sarah, Sarah. My parents had moved to another state, so Gigi follows my mom and isn't linked to a specific place. I had just been rushed to a hospital that night because of a because of severe abdominal pain, and my friends could not get a hold of my parents. My mom called my phone, which I obviously didn't have, and then saw all the Facebook messages from my friends telling her I was in the hospital. My mom is a nurse, and Gigi kept saying, go, go, but it was difficult to even know what was happening because no doctors had called my parents to tell them what was happening to me. I ended up having I ended up having emergency surgery to help remove a 13-millimeter kidney stone. Fuck me, right? It all turned out okay in the end, but Gigi has a habit of telling my mom when Josh and I, when Josh or I are in trouble. Gigi is definitely the family guardian, at least for Josh, my mom, and I. I recently moved, I recently moved closer to my parents, as did my brother, and we all spent a weekend together. Guess who else was there sitting in her, sitting her happy ass down right next to me? That's right, Gigi. (laughs) My mom tells me how Gigi thinks it's funny how uncomfortable I am with her spirit hanging around me. I haven't heard too many more of Gigi's exploits since then, but that also may be because my mom knows it freaks me the hell out. Love and light to you, Gigi, but please go sit by Josh once in a while. Stay spooky. Gigi's always watching Sarah. Gigi, she's like really keeping it cool and like hanging out and letting everyone know when they're needed it's so sweet oh also sarah had a ps she said i'm a chimpanzee i'm a chimpanzee zookeeper yeah don't look at alpha primate an alpha primate in the eyes you can totally gaze into the girl's eyes though make that special bond and check out how beautiful gorillas chimps and orangutans are that's for you corinne that is for me because i didn't think that you could look at them and smile or point and you can't and it sounds not like to the alphas you're not su- not to the alphas don't do it Okay, well, I'm just not going to do it to any of them because I won't know who's the elf. (laughs) (laughs) Until the zookeeper distinguishes or the guide in the wild tells me, I'll just freeze my face up. Entirely. But yeah, Gigi, so sweet. So sweet. I love it. And I love that she's just like sitting there (laughs) hanging out. And then Sarah's freaking out. (laughs) I love that. Oh, she has a good sense of humor, that Gigi. So good. And she's definitely their guardian. She's watching over all of them. It's sweet. Right. It's the kind of ghost everyone needs in their life. This one is from Christine, and it's called My Niece Sees Spirits? Question mark. Hi, ladies. Firstly, I wanted to say how much I love the podcast. I don't have any personal experiences, which I consider fortunate and unfortunate for obvious reasons, but I believe my sweet little niece has had some things in her short five years of life. The first incident happened just after she turned two years old. She's a very bright girl, and she she has had a great vocabulary since she was one year old. So when she asked, who is that lady? While looking up at the ceiling as she sat in her bath, we couldn't help but be freaked the fuck out. Yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
However, my sister brushed it off as her imagination, but my niece kept mentioning the lady and even asked my mom to stop the car at one point so that the lady running beside the car could get in. I mean, what the fuck? Seriously. (laughs) The lady running beside the car. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine seeing that in your rearview mirror? That's like panic, Skinwalker. Panic. Because Skinwalkers are supposed Literally. to keep up pace with whatever speed you're going in your car. This is the scariest scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm imagining it. I don't like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I'm trying not to. And she's like looking too. She's not looking yeah. straight ahead. Oh, she's looking she's in the staring. window, making direct eye contact. And it's almost and like blinking. her upper body's not moving, just her legs are moving at super oh fast God. pace that you can't even see her legs because they're moving so fast. <laughs> Uh, sometimes she would be playing by herself and when i asked what she was doing she would say playing with my lady <laughs> but other than those instances we didn't hear much about the lady my lady my lady it sounds very proper a couple of years later when she was four we had to put our family dog down because of illness it was really hard on all of us and this was my niece's first encounter with the concept of death She's naturally very curious, so she asked some questions about where Calvi, our dog, short for Calvin, was and why we couldn't see him anymore. I didn't know anything about the Rainbow Bridge before listening to your podcast, or else I definitely would have read that to her. So we just told her that Calvi was up in the sky now, and he was watching over all of us, and he was happy. That seemed to satisfy her curiosity for the moment. My dad buried our dog in the backyard, and my niece helped him plant a tree over the grave. One day, I was sitting with her and looking out the window towards the grave, and she randomly says, I saw angels take Calvi up into the sky. No way. I nearly cried. Oh, I have chills. So sweet. We aren't a super religious family, nor do we ever really talk about heaven or angels with her. So when she said this, I had no idea what to say. She was so fucking casual about (laughs) it. She mentions the angels playing with Calvi in the clouds sometimes. Wow. But that one moment really stuck with me. Since then, she started attending a Christian-based daycare, more for convenience than the desire for religious education. (laughs) Ha ha. And just recently, she was in the car with my sister and she asked why the moon was moving. And my sister said it wasn't. It just looks like it was because they were moving. And my niece deadass disagrees and said, no. Jesus is moving it with his hands. He has magical powers to make his hands move it so we can't see him. He told me about it before I came out of your tummy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like I said, she's five and we don't talk about Jesus much. But damn, if this girl doesn't make me want to go to church. I don't know what to make of this brilliant little child, but I wanted to share it with you fabulous ladies. Thank you for making such an amazing podcast. Keep up the great work. See you on the other side. Christine. Damn, Christine. Damn, Christine. Damn, Christine's niece. Seriously, my goodness. That n- I mean, I don't know if we all get to sit down with Jesus before we come out of our mom's tummies, but it sounds like this little girl is just special and has- Yeah, a- the things she says are like beyond so her years, but like it's not even beyond her ne- years. It's not even, I don't think maturity or age marks that. It's like this certain understanding that's just- yeah beyond she's just so knowledgeable yeah she's very profound oh it's beautiful it's so sweet you know i was thinking while you were reading this i was like we should do an episode about your creepy kids people share their stories that their kids have of things that their kids have said and done and we do an episode just about that 
Yes, 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 yes. Those are my favorite <laughs> stories. I always click on those links. So send them to us. There was, that would be fun. Yeah, send them to us. There was one I read online where this woman was babysitting a, a kid and he came up to her and was like, I wonder what you would look like without your skin. <gasps> Why are you wondering that little kid? <laughs> oh my Dark God, that's minds. Keepers Creepers stuff. Yeah, dark minds grow up to make podcasts about ghosts, so maybe they're not all that bad. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they'll become us one day. Maybe. Maybe they'll right, steal our your... jobs. That reminds me of Chris D'Elia, his stand-up on Netflix called Incorrigible. Have you seen not that yet, one? No. You have to watch it. He does a whole skit about drunk girls. Oh, God. And he, he was like, you can say anything to a drunk girl. You could literally be like, there's a crocodile next to you. And she'd be like. What, are you afraid this crocodile is going to steal your job? <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch it. It's hilarious. Oh, it's pretty that. spot on. You know what else I really want to watch is uh, A Haunting on the Hill. You mean that new Netflix yes. original? Everyone has been talking about it. I need to watch Sabrina. it. Sabrina. It is unbelievably good. Okay. I spent my entire Saturday. I was hungover. <laughs> so this was my excuse to watch. binge watch an entire season. I only oh. have the last episode left. But I've been saving, like I've been saving it because I don't want it to end. It is unbelievable. Okay, I have to watch it. Maybe I'll do that. That will be my lunchtime watch. I'll eat my lunch while I watch it. It is so good. It actually reminds me. It's. I feel like it's like the paranormal version of Interstellar, if that makes sense. Because there's Ooh. a lot of draws between like the future showing up in the past and the past or oh like my god coming into the future it's like a whole oh it's so okay good. i'm re- i mean i was already sold before this but now i'm just i'm ready i'm in yeah i've been reading claire uh liz Sauer's book before i go to bed and i have been so on edge and like every really? noise i hear is just making me nervous okay I ha- i'm excited to read it it's good i have another story this is from Sammy. She says, hello, ghostesses. I've been debating sending in this story because it's been hard for me even to process that it has happened. I've always been a believer in ghosts and all things paranormal and spooky, but had never had, ex- but had never experienced anything myself until just recently. To preface this event, I need to give you some background. I have struggled with major depression and borderline personality disorder my entire adult life. I've attempted suicide on many times many times, but have now grown to live with the urge as an unwanted, unavoidable roommate. I come from a divorced family, and last year my oldest stepsister lost her own battle with depression. Now, last month, I was going through a rather extremely difficult bout with my depression. It was so bad that I even considered checking myself into an inpatient facility. Then, one night, I had a dream. It was from my very own first-person view, and all I could see was my sister that had passed. She was wearing an all-white gown and stood just in front of me. I felt warm and peaceful. She simply smiled at me, put her hand on my shoulder, and then I woke up. I have never experienced sleep paralysis before or since this moment, but when I woke up, I could not move, I couldn't open my eyelids, and I felt a strong pressure pushing me down into my bed. I had the thought that, wow, that dream felt so incredibly real, and all of a sudden the weight lifted. I could move and open my eyes. When at first I felt scared, confused by what had just happened, I soon felt relaxed and was able to easily fall back to sleep. I know, without a doubt, that was my sister. She knew the pain that I had been feeling because of my depression, and she was telling me that I was going to make it through this fight. A few days later, I had a coffee date with a friend who commented on how I seemed to be doing so much better than the previous week, and I told them that it felt like the pain just suddenly lifted off my shoulders. 
I debated posting this in the Facebook group or sending it to you in an email and decided on the email in hopes that it can reach as many people that struggle with depression as possible. Podcasts like your own really keep me company when I'm having trouble being alone with my thoughts and I wanted to thank you for doing what you do. To anybody else that listens for the same reason, I want to, I want them to know that they aren't alone. I won't say it gets better because I've learned that while that may be true, it often gets bad again later on. Just try to remember the good times, and when you're just tired of waiting for that time to come back around, reach out to your loved ones and to your fellow phantoms because even though your mind is telling you otherwise, you are not alone. Thanks for reading with love, Sammy, a very passionate mental health advocate. Oh my gosh, this was amazing. I know. I just thought... I mean, it's amazing that her dream and then waking up and having sleep paralysis, but then she literally had that weight lifted off of her, like that the physical, physical feeling yeah, of it, of like the weight just, pressing down on her yeah. and her sister helping remove it, lift it off of her. I like the idea that that's what her sister decided to do, you know? Yeah. I also like to think, because she said she couldn't open her eyes when she came out of the dream, I like to think that her sister was there, like standing over her. That's what, yeah, that's what I feel too, but it would be too scary to see. So her sister kept her and was just like, well, I'm not done removing everything. So you're just going to keep your little eyes shut for a second, my sweet sister. But yeah, I wanted to share that one because it's true. Like we, I mean, this is a community. We're open to everyone. And if anyone ever needs help, just know you're not alone and you have everyone here in our community, you have us and you have all the support. Right. And sometimes the paranormal world can do a lot of healing as well. Yeah. Well, guys, that's our episode this week. <laughs> Ended it a little bit lighthearted. If you have emails, I mean, if you have ghost if you have stories. Emails, if you know how to use <laughs> Gmail, Yahoo, Comcast. Whatever. But yeah, email us. Our email is twogirlsoneghost at gmail.com. Nope, it's twogirlsoneghost. Nope, that's not our email. Okay, what is it? Twogirlsoneghostpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. There we go. That's what it is. And here's our call to action for you guys. Send us creepy, your creepy kid, niece, nephew, kid you babysit stories. Yeah. Tell us what they do. What creepy things do they say to you? Who do they talk to when they're alone in their rooms? Tell us all the spooky stuff. And everyone's homework is to go watch the that hill haunting show. Haunting on on Netflix. That hill haunting. Haunting on hill. That hill haunting. We know I can't use words tonight. I'm filled with mac and cheese and sugar cookies. I'm ready for bed. Um, (laughs) No better bedtime snack than sugar cookies and mac and cheese. Right. We have social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page that you can like, Facebook group that you can join. Um, We have iTunes. You can rate and review us. And we have lots of ways to support us, whether it's uh, donating to our Patreon, which this month in October we are donating 26% total, 13% to Old Dog Haven and 13% to Black Cat Rescue for our loved pets that need homes. And then we have merch. And what else do we have? I think that's it. I think that's it too. We have feelings and love to give. So give it back to us. And we will see you, see you on, on the other, other side. side. Bye.